we're going to come to God's word. And I pray this morning that this word would be an encouragement to you. And it's been a challenge to me as well, even this week. And the title of this message this morning is Check Your Diary. Check Your Diary. The notes for this message are on our, are on our website, gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk forward slash sermon notes. But that is the title of today's message, Check Your Diary. And we're going to be basing ourselves this morning in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, and we're going to be reading from verse 6 to 10, and it says this. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Figria and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Check your diary. That is the title of this message this morning. You know, there's this new uh, feature on the iPhone. If any of you have got iPhones, there's this new feature. I actually, I don't think it is new. I think it's been around for about a year or so, but I've only noticed it in recent months. And this feature is called uh, ch- uh, screen time. It's called screen time. And every single Sunday when I'm in church, I get a little buzz in my pocket on my phone. And it's this little notification called screen time. And what it does, it tells you how long you've been spending on your phone uh, throughout that past week. So it tells you how long each day on average you've been spending on your phone. Now, I'd like to say that I've been spending just a few minutes on my phone every day, but that's not true. Unfortunately, some days it says an hour or two hours or whatever. It says how long you've been spending on your phone. But not only does it tell you how long you've been spending on your phone, it actually tells you what apps you've been using the most throughout the week. So for me, it's usually the Bible. It's usually my notes as well, because I usually write my sermons on my phone. Uh, sometimes it's Skype, Sky Sports because I like to check the sports and the football. It's got Instagram and all these other things. But there's one app that started to appear on my screen time, and that is the calendar app. Anybody use the calendar app on their phone? To Well, I use my calendar app on my phone anyway. I like to, to put, my, put in my diary what's coming up uh, in, in my plans for that week. And, and every single Sunday night, that's what I do. I make sure that I put my plans for the week ahead in the diary, and I also check what I've got coming up for that week. But I like to make plans. You know, even last week, me and Chris were were chatting and saying that we need to plan to to meet up sometime, obviously socially distanced and whatever, but but we need to make a plan. And that's how far our friendship has gone, that we can't just meet up with each other anymore. We've got to arrange and put it in the diary, because that's what he said to me. He said, I'll have to check my diary first, when I can do at what time. That's how sad it's got in our friendship. But, but, you know, we like to make plans, don't we? I like to make plans anyway. I don't know about you, but but I like to, to make plans. I like to have something to look forward to. I like to put things in my diary so I know what I need to do that week and also something to look forward to. You know, as we come to Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 10, we actually get a glimpse into the Apostle Paul's plans. And he had plans with his missions team to go and preach in the province of Asia Minor. Now, the province of Asia Minor is Turkey today. So he had plans to go there and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as he was planning, as he was preparing to go, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit prevented 
them from going and preaching there. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us why God stopped them from going, but all it says is the Holy Spirit prevented them from going to Asia Minor to preach the gospel. Then we see that, you know, I'm sure that Paul had all these plans prepared. I'm sure that he had his travel plans arranged. I'm sure he had arranged somewhere to stay. I'm sure he had his messages ready. But at the last minute, the Holy Spirit came and said, no, you're not to go there. So instead, they go to Figria and they go to Galatia and they go and preach the gospel there. Then in verse 7 and 8, we read how they had planned to go and preach in Bithynia. But yet again, the Bible says the Spirit of Jesus came and says, you're not to go there. So instead, they had to go and preach in Troas. Paul had these plans. He had these plans ready to go with his missions team to preach in these different areas. But God stopped his plans. You know, as if you know anything about the Apostle Paul and if you've read anything about his life, you'll discover that this wasn't the first few times. This wasn't the only times that, that God stopped Paul's plans. We actually see that even before Paul was a Christian, Paul was on his way to Damascus and he was going to persecute some Christians. But yet the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that on his way on the Damascus road, Jesus came. He had an encounter with a resurrected Jesus and all his plans to go and persecute the Christians were thrown out the window because he had encountered Jesus. And not only was his plans thrown out the window, but his life was totally transformed. Somebody who was going around persecuting Christians now became a follower of Jesus. His life was completely changed by God. But we also read in the Bible as well that there were other occasions where his plans were stopped by God and his plans had to change. He wanted to go to Corinth to preach, but his plans were stopped. There were other times where he was in Thessalonica trying to preach, but his plans were cut short because of the, there was this mob and there was persecution. Paul was not a stranger to check in his diary and adapting it to God's plans and God's will. And I wonder this morning, how good are we at doing that? I, as I said, I like to make plans. We like to make plans. We have everything in order. We like to, to know what's come in. We like to have things to focus on. But I wonder how good are we, are we at changing our plans, especially when God comes? You know, the truth is there are times when something will come our way where, and all of our plans that we've made will get thrown out of the window. Just for example, uh, maybe something like a global pandemic might come along and it might throw all your plans out of the window. As I said, even a few weeks ago, I have plans to go on holidays this year. We have plans as a church to do different things this year. But then in March, all those plans that we made went out the window. I'm sure you had plans to go on holidays. Some of you might have booked in and you've had to fight to get your money back. You know, we had all these different plans, plans for work, plans for school, all these different things. But yet they got thrown out of the window because of this global pandemic. I know something that God has been reminding me of during these last, actually these last few weeks, and I've had a few words, even from my father shared this word with me, and something that God has been speaking to me through is through Proverbs 16, verse 9. And God says this, he says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Something I've been very uh, reminded of very recently is that although we have all these plans, ultimately God is the one who's in control of our lives. Yes, it's great to make plans, but God is in control of our lives. You know, I like to take control of my life. I like to have all these plans. I like to know what I'm doing. I like to know where I am going. But the reality is God is the one with the ultimate plan for our lives. It says again in Proverbs 19, 21, it says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. 
And I've discovered that even in recent weeks. You know, all that's happening with this global pandemic, this isn't by chance. This isn't a coincidence. This is part of God's plan. God knows what he's doing. There is a reason for this. And, you know, it's ultimately pointed to the fact that Jesus is coming again. But it's all pointing to that. This is part of God's plan. Even though it's caught us by surprise, even though we didn't expect this, God wasn't caught out by this. It was part of God's plan. So you might be wondering this morning, if that's true, if God is in control, if God's got this amazing plan, should I bother making plans then? Is there any point in us making plans if God knows what's coming our way, as it says in Psalm 139, that every day of our lives have been written in the book of God. If God knows every day of our lives from beginning to end, is there any point in planning? Well, the answer to that surprisingly is yes. The Bible tells us that we should make plans, that it's a wise thing to do, that we should be wise and prudent in making our plans. After all, the Lord has made us and he's given us a mind. He's he's given us a mind. We're not robots. God has given us free will. We've got choices to make and, and we should be wise in making our choices. The Bible advises us to live wisely and to plan wisely. But the Bible also tells us that the best thing we to do should do is yes, God's in control. Yes, we should make our own plans. Yes, it's a good thing to do. But it tells us in Proverbs 16, verse three, just a bit further up, it says, commit your actions to the Lord and you will succeed. Yes, it's good to make plans. And even going forward, I'm sure even in the next couple of weeks, you've made plans and maybe your workplace has made plans and you've got all these different arrangements in place. Even though we don't know what's going to happen with COVID, you've got all these plans in place. It's good to have plans. But I believe the Lord would remind us this morning that the best plan is a surrendered plan. The best plan is a surrender plan. The best thing we can do is, yes, know that God's in control. Yes, make plans. But the best thing that we can do is commit our plans to God and say, yes, God, this is what I want to do. This is my dreams. These are my hopes. This is what I want to do. But God, I'm going to commit it to you because ultimately you are in control and you have the best plan. The best thing we can do is surrender our plan to God. And we see that even with our Lord and our Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane. As the cross was before Jesus, Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. He knew what was ahead of him. But in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus shows us there that the best thing that we can do is surrender our plans and our lives to God and say, God, I'm going to give it to you. The best plan is a surrender plan. So as we come to a conclusion this morning, I believe today might be a day that we need to check our diary. I wonder this morning, who's in control of your diary? Is it you? Are you trying to control your life? Or have you committed your diary to God, your plans and your purposes to God? Let's remember this morning that our lives ultimately are in his his hands. I want to encourage you this morning. I believe the Lord would encourage us. Let's commit our plans to God. You know, for us as a church, some people have been asking, when is this ministry going to start? When's that going to start back? The real answer is we don't know. We really don't know. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but that's okay. Because as that quote says, we know who holds the future. That's okay. We're going to trust God. He's going to lead us. He's given us his spirit. We're going to walk with him step by step. We're going to obey the laws of the land. We're going to trust that God has placed those in government, in leadership positions for a reason. We're going to submit to that. But God knows. And I want to encourage us this morning that, yes, let's trust God. God's got an incredible plan for his life. And let's know this morning that his ways are the best ways. I know the encouraging thing and the amazing thing is 
is that when we commit our plans to God, we should know that ultimately God's got the best plan for our lives. That is the great encouragement for each and every one of us this morning is that even when we surrender our plans, we're not surrendering them to a dictator or a horrible God. We surrender them to our heavenly father who's got an amazing plan for our lives. And how do I know that? Because it says this in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope and a future. We know this morning that our God's got the best plan. They're for good, not for disaster, but for a future. Despite our circumstance, despite our situation, God's got the best. So I want to encourage you this morning. Commit your plans to the Lord. Commit your ways to the Lord and you will succeed. You want to be successful in life? Just surrender your life to God and say, God, let your will be done in my life. And you watch how God will lead you and guide you. Yes, things might come your way. You might not expect, but God's plans are for good. Look at Joseph's life. They're for good and not to bring about destruction in our lives. What the enemy might mean for evil, God will turn it for good. God's plans are the best plans.